Well, good morning. It's time for Kuntz's Corner. Today, Dr. Jerry Lynch on belief, thought, commitment, and achievement. When you believe and think I can, you activate your motivation, commitment, confidence, concentration, excitement, all of which relate directly to achievement. Dr. Jerry Lynch. Belief and thought go hand in hand when it comes to achievement. When we think we can or we think we can't, we're usually right. Our belief about something we're striving to accomplish guides the corresponding behavior. When we believe, our confidence increases. As our confidence increases, we experience excitement. In an excited state, our energy levels increase and we can better focus or concentrate on the task at hand. And if we're sufficiently motivated and committed to our desired outcome, our chance of success increases dramatically. Commitment is almost like a superpower. When we're committed, we can accomplish things which previously seemed impossible. As you remember from yesterday, I gave you the first part of all that I learned from my commitment, my own personal endeavor with the Panmas Challenge. So since examples work so well, let's do a quick recap from yesterday's message. In 2014, some of my colleagues suggested I should join the corporate writing team. I still remember like it was just yesterday, all of them being excited, very enthusiastic about me joining the team. I wasn't anywhere near as enthusiastic as they were, and I had a whole bunch of other really valid reasons and doubts about why the idea actually seem preposterous. I mean, after all, riding 190 miles across Massachusetts seemed like a pretty crazy idea. My doubts, though, were met with the following. Commit. You'll figure it out. I was told if I would just commit, everything else would just work out. And they were right. I'm now riding my fourth event. My PMC ID is BK0128. You can learn all about the PMC, Panmas Challenge, at pmc.org. And I plan on continuing to write every year until I can't write anymore. What I learned as I went through the process of preparing for the event was that my belief and my commitment expanded with every conversation, every training ride, and every new milestone I achieved along the way. I have since turned this philosophy into an achievement system I simply call commits. Commit, then figure it out, how to accomplish almost anything you once thought impossible, a seven-step success system. C, the C in commits, choose to begin. O, optimize all available resources. M, Manage expectations. The second M, make mistakes and friends along the way. I, inspire others and seek inspiration. T, together we accomplish more. Team, this is the team component. S, success can only ever be defined individually. Define it. 
We don't have to know how. We just have to commit. Commit, then figure it out. Believe completely, dare greatly, achieve accordingly. Make today an incredibly amazing day. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Tomorrow, I'll give you details about the commits system. A little bit of meat, a little bit of how you implement each of the different steps. I hope you guys enjoyed that. As always, it's my absolute pleasure to bring my messages forward. And I just hope that they make a difference in your life somehow. I love it when you guys call in. I appreciate and welcome all call-ins related to this message today. Take care, everybody. Well, hello, everybody. It's time for Kuntz's Corner. Today's message comes from Seth Godin on the true power and importance of optimism as a human trait. Optimism is the most important human trait because it allows us to evolve our ideas, to improve our situation, and to hope for a better tomorrow. Seth Godin. When it comes to human traits, it would be very difficult to defend an argument against the quoted statement captured here by Seth Godin. If you're in agreement, then I would submit you have some kind of an underlying why supporting your position. And if you don't, I would suggest asking empowering questions requiring compelling answers. Part of the process of evolving our ideas involves asking better questions. Well, what are better questions, you ask? Better questions are almost always solution-oriented. Let's say, for example, you're in the customer service arena. Here's a hint. We're all in the customer service arena, even if we're not responsible for providing direct customer service. We are in customer service by proxy. No business will survive today with less than average customer service, let alone poor customer service. Customer feedback has become almost instantaneous because of the social media world. If a company isn't already providing excellent customer service, as demonstrated by surveys or some kind of direct customer feedback, that information can either be looked at as an opportunity or a problem. The optimist will look at the information as an opportunity to not only improve customer service, but they will also contemplate how to both make and implement proposed solutions. The important piece to understand, though, lies in the realization that an opportunity, not a problem, exists. The same holds true for communication or any other challenge facing a company, a sole proprietor, an internal or external customer, a family, or even just a friend. If we aren't already experiencing the highest level of effective communication possible, it only means there exists an opportunity to improve and create an atmosphere supporting better communication. When we, when we label something a problem, we actually create negative energy around the supposed or stated or uh, anticipated problem and, and, and typically we form some kind of limiting belief or judgment around potential solutions. Optimism on the other hand, creates a foundation from which to move forward, 
eliminating the potential for negativity or judgment to cloud our ability to create effective solutions. Optimism literally sets the stage for possibilities that otherwise simply would not exist. Optimism opens the door for us to individually and collectively evolve our ideas, improve our situations, and cre create hope for a better tomorrow. Optimism is the foundation allowing for other human traits to emerge, such as commitment, determination, tenacity, and persistence. Optimism is key. Believe completely, dare greatly, achieve accordingly, make it an incredibly amazing day. Hope you guys enjoyed that. I'll check in with everybody later. Take care. Well, good evening. Actually, it's good night, I guess. Or, you know, you understand. It's 11-something p.m., which should be not good evening, but good night. Like, I should be going to bed. But I'm instead recording this message, which is actually okay. I wanted to leave a little something for you guys to chew on, anyone that should stumble across this uh, probably in the morning. So I'm rereading a book right now. It's called The Book of Affirmations. Not Affirmations, The Book of Affirmations. The author is Noah St. John. There's some really unique concepts in his book. What I really wanted to share or talk about right now is just a very simple concept that he uses to kind of just get you thinking about where you are and where you want to be and what's in between because all of us probably pretty much understand that or at least anybody that's ever been in a position where you were trying to improve in some way shape or form you know you have what's called or what he refers to as your current perceived reality that's your CPR and then on the other side of that you have your NDR, which is your new desired reality. And between the two is where your belief gap lies. Now, the belief gap can be narrow, maybe something that you could even jump across, or it can be a chasm, or it could be as big as the Grand Canyon for that matter. It really depends on you, and it also depends on how big of a jump you're trying to make in whatever it is that you're trying to do different than what you already know. But remember, we are talking about your current perceived reality. That doesn't necessarily mean it's true or truth. It's a perception, like pretty much everything in life. You know, there's a, a great quote by Aeneas Nin, Aeneas Nin, if you talk to some people, I, I believe it's actually pronounced Nin, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Anais Nienzen, we don't see the world as it is. We see the world as we are. And that is straight up perception. And that's what Noah St. John's talking about here in this segment of his book. And he, he talks about why it's important to at least understand this. Because getting from your current perceived reality to your new desired reality can be a real struggle for some people. But he has a method that he uses and it's called affirmations. And affirmations is the missing piece for us to be able to create abundance in our lives. Um, when we ask ourselves a question instead of making a statement, so most affirmations are made in a statement form. 
F formations are stated as a question to ourselves. And what happens when we do that is we try to answer whatever that question is. Think about anything that you've ever done, that you've ever run into, and you wanted to solve it. You started asking powerful questions because when we ask questions, it activates our subconscious mind and it gets busy trying to answer. So here, let me give you a couple examples from the book. So let's say that, and I, I don't believe in problems, by the way. He has these things listed as problems. I actually believe that they're opportunities or challenges. Uh, he has listed as a problem, though, global warming. And the question is, how can we stop destroying the planet and still live the prosperous lives we want? The next one's poverty. How can we equally distribute the world's enormous wealth so no one has to go without adequate food, clothing, and shelter? And then here's one on unemployment. It's pretty powerful as well. How can we get all people working in jobs that produce wealth for themselves and help society function better? Notice that, he, and here's what he says, notice that I didn't say these were easy problems to solve. That's why we haven't found all the answers yet. But what about regular everyday human problems? Here are some common problems that many people face along with their related questions. So money, weight, business. So for weight, he says, how can I lose weight, be healthy, and still enjoy the foods I want? I think a better one is, how can I release weight, be healthy, and still enjoy the foods I want? Uh, business. How can I grow my business and attract more customers without struggling? And it goes on and on. There are pages and pages of affirmations in here that you can use in your life, and I'll share some of those in another segment sometime tomorrow. Hope you guys enjoyed that. I uh, look forward to chatting with you soon. Take care. Okay, I lied. I can't leave you hanging. It's not fair to go ahead and throw something out there. Um, when you have a powerful concept and you only give part of the information, it leaves people in the lurch wondering, okay, I hear you, but because there's always a question that comes up when you're introduced to new information, no matter what it is. It's just human nature. So I'm sure some of you are probably wondering, okay, I get the thing with the questions and ask questions. The challenge for a lot of us is understanding the difference between asking empowering versus disempowering questions. And let me go ahead and just level set here and say, the majority of disempowering questions that we ask we usually don't really ask on purpose or intentionally. They're things that just come out, and usually they come out more in a funky state. I'll give you some examples. Uh, money is one of those things that can be a struggle for people. So it's easy to ask the question, why don't I have enough money? Some people struggle with loneliness. It's just a natural part of life, right? Until you find a partner or soulmate. So, or a good friend. Maybe you don't have a lot of friends. Uh, you could ask a question, why am I so lonely? Uh, and it goes on. Why am I such a loser? Why am I so fat? Why am I so broke? Why did I never get the breaks that other people get? Why can't I do anything right? And you could literally go from here and go, why, 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 right? So those are all disempowering questions. Empowering questions are completely different because empowering questions are the right questions to ask. Uh, understanding the difference and knowing that you can ask empowering questions and, and knowing that empowering questions are going to help you unleash your own ability to take action and the opportunity will arise for you to express who you really are when you do that.
important questions are the questions that we ask ourselves that have, I mean, literally precisely the exact opposite effect of their negative counterparts. You know, while, while the disempowering questions move us or focus our mind on what you don't have, what you can't do, what you're not, whether you're good enough or not good enough, smart enough, all those things, all the limiting beliefs that go along with all of the crazy fears that we have, and so much other garbage, so much other head trash. Noah calls a lot of this stuff head trash. Because it is. It's just garbage. It's head trash. And we have the ability as human beings to think and reason. It separates us from every other animal in the animal kingdom. No other animal has the ability to do what we do. But having the ability to think and reason can also be a double-edged sword for many people because of the way that it works. Until we take control of our thoughts. Once you take control of your thoughts, you can actually begin to make change in your life. Real change. I mean, real measurable change. And the way that Noah suggests that we do that is by using empowering questions, but not just empowering questions, using affirmations. So here's some examples of what might be some empowering questions. How come I never get the breaks other people get is a question someone might ask. Negative, right? Disempowering. The opposite of that would be, why am I so lucky or why am I always so lucky, right? So someone could say, why am I so fat? And the empowering question instead could be, why is it so easy for me to release weight? Uh, why is it so easy for me to release weight and eat healthy foods on a regular basis? I mean, you can, you can just fill in a blank and you could grab a, a pencil and a pen and you could start writing down things as questions, as empowering questions that you can use to actually change your life, right? The reason that they're called affirmations is because he named the process of creating and asking empowering questions the affirmations method. But where did the word affirmations come from? Well, it actually came from the shower. <laughs> like so many other people, Noah discovered this great idea while he was in the shower. And now I truly will stop here and I will pick the book back up tomorrow and start sharing some of the incredible, powerful, amazing affirmations. He literally has pages and pages of questions that we can ask ourselves. If you can't answer, simplify the question. Toba Beta. So tomorrow, really this time, tomorrow, I'm going to start going through the book and sharing a bunch of these affirmations with you. Okay, I lied again. Shoot me. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> it goes like that for me sometimes. When I'm inspired, what I've learned is you have to take action immediately when you're inspired. It would be very easy for me to just stop right now and go to bed. But if you want to make real change in your life, you have to act while you're inspired. That's a whole different discussion. We can talk ad nauseum about the law of diminishing intent. I could actually do a five-minute segment on that tomorrow. <laughs> Except for tomorrow will never come. Because when tomorrow gets here, it'll actually be today. You get the idea. So, here's the next thing that I want to share with you from Noah's book. It's referred to as Step 2, and it's just simply titled, A Form.
starts with a great quote, so you can imagine that I thought that it would be appropriate to share that quote because it's one of my all-time favorite guys that he captured here with this quote. And it says, Take the attitude of a student. Never be too big to ask questions. Never know too much to learn something new. And it's by Ogmandino. And anyone who's been around for any length of time on Anchor has probably heard me quote Ogmandino somewhere between five and ten times because he's just an incredible human being, or he was, and he left a legacy of just a, a profound legacy of so much powerful information behind. And that's what all these great thought leaders have done that took the time to write really good books. And Noah St. John is doing the same thing. He's a modern-day version of, you know, one of these guys. So anyway, so it's funny. He kind of pokes a little bit of fun at the personal development industry with, you know, if this was a traditional success book, the next thing I would tell you is that after you set your goals, <laughs> ask yourself what you want. You should start making a plan to get there. After all, that sounds logical, doesn't it? Just like a cross-country road trip. Once you know your destination, you just pack up your stuff and head out, right? Anyway, that approach would work. You know, you could get there, but there might be an easier way. Um, anyway, what he says has been missing in the personal development industry is a specific, proven, simple method to overcome the belief gap that I talked about earlier, right? You remember the belief gap? That could be you know, small, it could be a chasm, or it could be as big as the Grand Canyon, that belief gap. So, he says, very simply, well, here it is. So, I think there must be magic when I turn this page, right? Because isn't that how this stuff works? No, it doesn't. We get the information, then we have to start applying it to our lives. The affirmation method, step two, form a form, affirmations, get it, form, form a new question that assumes that what you want is all ready true. Some of you may have heard this concept before. The second step of the affirmations method is to start creating empowering questions that assume that what you want is already so, has already happened, or is true. And this is the key to creating affirmations that will change your life. So here's how it works. We have a mechanism that's in our subconscious mind and it pretty much records and reflects all of our subconscious beliefs and that mechanism is called life <laughs> you know that thing that kicks the shit out of you a lot of times you know uh, most of us every day as a matter of fact you know that thing that happens uh, between having what you have and striving toward what you want yeah that thing called life it kind of just gets in the way sometimes but things show up, how we respond to the things that show up, what we say about the things that show up has a powerful impact on us. When we say the negative questions, then there's head trash that shows up with those negative questions. And the quality of our life really just depends on a couple of things. It depends on the quality of our communication and the quality of our communication with the world outside of ourselves. So it's our self-talk and the way that we express about ourselves. And I'm out of time. I really am going to have to begin tomorrow. Liar, 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 liar.
Oh my goodness. I can't stop. I can't stop. Okay. All right. So I wanted, honestly, really, I want, <laughs> I wanted to share some real affirmations with you so you could just contemplate and kind of start thinking about this thing, right? And thinking about how these empowering questions could have an impact in your life. And I chose emotional health to start with. We could have chosen physical body. We could have chosen um, healthy lifestyle choices. We may do some healthy lifestyle choices as well. But we're going to do some emotional health stuff first. So I love the power of these questions, these affirmations. Because they really do get you thinking about how to solve whatever it is whatever small thing, because it's usually just a small thing, that's keeping you from experiencing what you already know you have. In other words, some kind of a trigger, a limiting belief, maybe it's a false assumption, it could be a number of things. So, let's just get started with emotional health affirmations. Why do I enjoy peace of mind and fulfillment every day? Why do I celebrate my health today? Why am I so emotionally healthy? Why am I so happy and comfortable in my own skin? Why do I see only beauty when I look in the mirror? Why do I attract emotionally healthy people? Why do I let go of the past? Why did I forgive and plug in the name of somebody that did something really horrible to you there. Remember, forgiveness isn't for the other person. It's for you. Why do I let go of frustration? Why did I let go of grief? Why am I so happy? And you could add to that. That's the cool thing about these. You could say, why am I so happy all the time? Or... Why am I so happy when? And the when could be when I smile. Or why am I so happy when... And like I said, just pick something that intrigues you. Why do I have an open heart and create loving communication? That sounds like something you might hear on Greg Dixon's station, right? Heartfelt life. I think he's changed his name though. Anyway, why do I release the past? Why am I in control of my mind, body, and spirit? I love that one. Think about that for just a minute. Why am I in control of my mind, body, and spirit? And I would submit that you're probably not in control of any of those things. What you're in control of is your response to whatever happens in life as life happens right because life just happens that's what you're in control of you're in control of how you respond to life when it happens the choices we make we're responsible for our choices we get to choose how we show up in the world all right let's do some healthy lifestyle choices because I have time still and then I'm really really gonna be done honest really no more lying why do I take responsibility for my health? You could put, why do I take personal responsibility for my health if you want to make that one really powerful? 
Why are healthy people magnetically drawn to me? I love that. Energy stuff. Good stuff. Why do I radiate perfect health and well-being? Why do I eat a healthy, balanced diet? Why do I take such good care of myself? Why is it so easy for me to release weight? Why do I love to exercise? Why do I love eating right? Why do I accept compliments so easily and readily? Why do I treat my body with love? Why do my family and friends support me in my healthy lifestyle choices? Wow, that's worth repeating. Why do my family and friends support me in my healthy lifestyle choices? I love that. Why did I quit worrying? Why do I love living a happy, healthy life? Okay, I'm really done. I hope that's been helpful. Talk tomorrow.